Hi everyone and welcome to the Dimensional Dreams podcast. This is your host Didi and I am so happy to be here with you exchanging energy today. Um, Today on the podcast and I'm doing this in real time today is May the 14th 2022. Um, I did previously record this um, and I didn't really like exactly how it played out. I felt like I was talking too long in the story time Um, and some of them I just like to talk um, because, you know, our lives, we're also walking symbols, you know? Um, and so there's so many things that go into a spiritual phenomenon or, you know, an awakening or, you know, spiritual information. There's, if you really start to look back on like pivotal moments in life, you'll realize that life is very cyclical and it's also, um, And it also builds on itself, very much like math. Um, And so sometimes I want to like talk about every single detail that I can remember that led up to it. Uh, But I want to also make sure that I'm not dragging it on too long. So I decided to redo the podcast. So today is May the 14th. Um, And I really wanted to do it and put it out before this lunar eclipse in Scorpio, which is going to be um, the night of the 15th going into the 16th, depending on where you are in the world. Um, Personally, for me, I feel like this energy is connected to the axis of Taurus and Scorpio um, from what I know right now. Um, especially Scorpio, because Scorpio rules death, it rules transformation, it rules um, um, hidden things, the subconscious mind, it rules, um, um, how would I say that, like a, a focus on ascension and growth and development through character, through the trials of character um and so this story time is really really connected i feel personally to this lunar eclipse in scorpio that is also conjunct the south node um and there's a lot of different themes like that um going on because of course taurus is the north node and so of course a full moon is when the sun is opposite directly opposite of the moon which would be in taurus And it's happening at, I believe, um, it's either 25 degrees of Scorpio, so 25 degrees of Taurus, or 20 degrees of Taurus, 20 degrees of Scorpio. I can't remember, but I'm going to go with the 25 one, I think. Um, But anyways, these are also like the later degrees of the signs, which the later degrees of the signs from 25 to 29 Um, are wrapping up the lesson, so to speak, um, that that sign, that that archetype represents. Uh, For me personally, I also see Scorpio as Babylon, um, the personification of the um, hated scarlet woman of the church, you know, who gives into her passions and gives into her intuition like the ultimate sorcerer you know sorceress um 
you know, it's very much the Scarlet Witch in Marvel, you know, this being that's so highly intuitive and influential that it causes a problem. And so you have to make it an enemy because it is more focused on um, its abilities and these energies embodying it within itself versus and acknowledging it within itself versus giving that authority and power to what we consider to be God or the universe or however, you know, connect with that. Whereas Taurus, of course, is more of like Pope energy, you know, um, these abilities and things like that are just a channel from this divine being of love. And there's specific things that you do to stay in line and stay in order in order to, um, in order to be in this divine presence's good graces. And if you fall out of it, then you lose everything, you know, and both of them are on the same line of um, growth just very different perspectives on how to obtain this growth and how to maintain it and the sort of ethical boundaries between, right? But focusing in on Scorpio and the death theme, the death current transformation, um, death is a supernatural occurrence, You know, no matter how, you know, mundane it might be, you know, certain people see it all the time. It's, you know, very, um, you know, everyday life, uh, no matter how shocking it is, no matter how violent it is, you know, if it's peaceful, it is a supernatural transference. You literally go from one stage of being to another stage of being, and it is an inevitable process of being human. And so it's um, a very interesting gateway of life that inevitably we all know that um, it will happen one day for every single person on the planet in some way or another. Very much like the birthing process as well, um, which I feel like Taurus sort of represents that, you know, more of the birthing process, you know, the beginning stages, you know, the... Um, sort of hand-holding stages of spiritual development, you know, um, really staunch believers in certain belief systems and faiths and stuff like that, you know. And with the birthing process, you know, if you're a woman, if you have the experience of delivering a child, you know that inevitably (laughs) that baby is going to get delivered, you know, in some type of form or fashion, you... um, have this baby there and at some point this baby is coming out one way or another and it's a very one directional experience you know like maybe you've heard of someone having a baby in at 42 weeks I don't even know maybe 44 weeks but you know you haven't heard of someone being pregnant for you know, 10 years or whatever. Now, of course, there's, you know, really wild circumstances where people still, you know, might have their twin within them or, you know, something happens. But uh, overall, I'm talking about just a one directional, there's going to be some type of permanent change that happens. And it usually goes in one direction. So, that's my sort of spiel on this solar eclipse in Scorpio and getting into the story time of my experiences with Santis Mamorte. 
Um, this is Santa Marte. <laughs> um, and it's very interesting because I actually was gonna do I was gonna do the story time for Halloween. Um because of course the next day is um Dia de los Muertos, you know, and, and a lot of traditions people believe that Halloween is the thinnest night of the veil, you know, your ancestors can come down and talk to you, especially if you are in more of the um Oh, what is the proper term? Um, Hispanic countries? I'm not sure if that's the proper term. But, you know, especially like in Mexico, Martes is a is a Mexican um, celebration. But, you know, I was going to do it for Halloween, but it just didn't really sit right with me. And then for some reason, I just feel like it's connected to this one, which, like I said, is the 15th going into the 16th. Um, and this is a huge transit for the collective in general, like I said, for the collective in general. And it is very much about spiritual phenomenon, you know, getting really huge life lessons, really big transformations from one state of being to another state of being. Um, And I feel like the people who are going to do the, who are going to have the most challenging time, because full moon times in general... (laughs) No matter what type of belief system you have, most people tune into the lunatics, right? Luna and moon lunatics come out <laughs> during the full moon. <laughs> during the full moon, you know, it's usually a challenging time, but this one is going to be a little bit heavier. And I feel like it's going to be a little bit heavier, especially for people who there's some type of belief system that. God, the universe, your ancestors are trying to get you to shift out of that might have served you at a point in time, but coming into the next stage of the next season of life is not going to serve you well because um, there's certain levels of consciousness where um, the rules are very strict. They're very specific. Um, You can't break them or you get punished. And then eventually you start to expand and the rules from the previous level look contradictory to what you're learning now. And then there's a certain level that you hit where you understand why there are, um, uh, how would I say that, blockages or why there are such strict rules at a point in time um, and how you have to get to a certain level of development, spiritual development, before you can see the overall big picture and how none of it is contradictory. It's just levels. You know, like there's naturally a transition between each grade in school. You know, for like in the States, you know, August comes around, you know, there's a clear demarcation between summer and the next school year. Um, And that's not to say that, you know, kindergarten was irrelevant, that first grade was irrelevant, that, you know, um, high school is irrelevant and that, you know, all the previous levels are contradictory. It's just saying that as you expand in consciousness, you start to see how they are all intertwined and even the contradictory elements are serving a purpose um, as you're going up the ladder, so to speak, in spiritual development. So anyways, okay, (laughs) that's my talk. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, okay? So let's get into the story time with Santa Marte, who is, of course, in the English translation, the saint of death. Okay, (laughs) 
Um, this is, this is a very, very interesting one because the story, of course, starts, um, at a time when I was not even consciously aware of, let's say, the presence of this energy. And so 2017, um, I was just having my second child who was about three months, Um, And we were staying, Ray and I were staying in a part of New Orleans that's in the French quarters. um, And there was a woman who um, let us stay in her business corporate apartment. So she had a shop, a jewelry shop, a jewelry shop that incorporated crystals, which at that point in time, I had not even consciously heard of crystals before. Um, so, of course, I walked into this corporate apartment. I'm seeing, you know, pieces of Palo Santo, you know, but at that time, I'm like, what is Palo Santo? And why does she have, like, literally a piece of wood here that's for sale, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm seeing, like, this amethyst coaster, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, this coaster is really purple. And she had these really nice um, golden boundaries, I guess, or... I don't know how to say that, but she, it was, um, lined with gold plated something. It looked very nice, but I was just like, what is this material that this coaster is made out of? Um, she had succulents in there, which succulents are supposed to absorb negative energies, you know, very, um, how would I say it? Very, um, uh, what is the word? Uh, grounded not really grounded a very uh intentional space that's what I would say a very intentional space and so I'm getting in there and we're Ray and I are preparing for this trip to go to um Venice to go to Los Angeles Um, and so we're staying there in the meantime and I'm just like what does she have all of this stuff around you know and by this time like you know, uh, throughout life, I sort of have been clear audience without really knowing it, you know, like, I've always had, like, some type of inner voice that speaks to me, sometimes I listen to it, sometimes I didn't listen to it, and I just always figured that I was just having an internal dialogue with myself, and it never really felt, um, you know, (laughs) weird or anything you know I'm just talking to myself and myself happens to speak back um and of course by this time I had had a quote-unquote the first awakening I would say I think there's like a series of awakenings but the first awakening and so by this time I knew that this voice was not just myself in some type of way that it was some type of guidance like I wasn't just you know, just some random voice on repeat in my head that it was actually guiding me to stuff. And so by that time, I was calling it my intuition. And so my intuition was like, all this stuff is important, even though you don't know what it is. And so I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) And um, so I'm like, you know, kind of looking around and stuff like that. And I remember looking on one of the um, bookshelves that was in the apartment and there was a book and it was the shaman's way and at that time I was like the shaman's way I'm like what is a shaman like at this point I literally had no clue even what a shaman was and so I was like ooh. but I touched the book um and I got energy off of it (laughs) and by this time you know I didn't necessarily know what pulling energy off of a book was but I knew that I got a shock 
of energy through my hand when I touched it. And that was sort of my symbol um, at that point of like, whoa, this book has some deep information in it. And so I decided to sit down and I read it and, you know, day the day is going on and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I had this really intense dream. <laughs> I had this really intense dream that involved this wolf biting um, my wrist. And I also took that as a shamanic dream later on. Um, but before I went to sleep and had this dream, though, I remember sitting excuse me, sitting down in her kitchen area in this apartment. And there was a huge, huge white candle. And it said, um, Dios de los Martes on it. And I was like, oh, okay, I took Spanish. I know Martes is dead and Diaz day. So I'm like, day of the dead. Um, I'm like, okay. And then on the other side of it was a huge depiction of a um, skeleton in a robe. And so I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this girl into? Oh my goodness. You know, I'm like really freaking out. And it was like a massive candle. So, and it, um, the candle inside had been previously burned by other people. Um, and so there was like a little bit of it left and they're like, yeah. And this voice inside my head, I'm calling my intuition was like, yeah, you burn it next. I'm like, what are you trying to get me to do? I don't know about this skulls and all this stuff. You know, I was freaking out. So I'm like, why does she have this big, huge candle in the middle of her corporate apartment that has a skeleton on it with a scythe? I'm like, what? I'm like, why is she worshiping the Grim Reaper? <laughs> you know, just- real conversations I'm not playing real conversations and so I was freaking out but this inner voice was like you can calm down it's not what you think it is it's not crazy it's not some devil stuff or whatever light the candle and pay attention to your dream and like I said I'm not going to go into the whole dream but it was a shamanic dream and I literally woke up with the wolf bite still hurting on my wrist and so I knew that it was um, not just a dream that this being took the form of a wolf and bit the shenanigans, <laughs> literally the shenanigans out of my wrist because I woke up and my veins in my wrist were throbbing. They were in so much pain. And that lasted for like a good 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. And so I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> and so fast forward to, um, okay, wait, was this 20... 20 hold on wait let me think about this no the pandemic has started so yes this was 2020 so fast forward three years and I can't believe it's only been two years and five years since then I mean I promise you time is so tricky there's always Mandela effects going on like I don't know how they do it but I know that this candle situation and shaman thing was like at least 10 years ago like in my heart I know it was 10 years ago (laughs) I'm like it could have just been what 2017 and it's 2022 it's only been five years that you know like my son is only five I'm like I I don't this time situation I, I don't know what it is but I know it's been like at least 10 years how could it possibly be five years ago um anyways but 2020 2020 so 
this was November 2020, okay? And there's a lot of stuff going on around this time that I'll probably make a separate video about because it's all connected to each other. And I didn't know it was connected to each other until recently. Um, but November 2020, which was in Scorpio season, which I'm talking about the lunar eclipse right now is about to happen in Scorpio. In Scorpio season, the beginning of November in 2020, okay? And so... Um, yeah, I am going to start from this point. Okay, so Ray and I were getting a call to move. <laughs> heavy, heavy. And when spirit puts something on you, the call to it is so heavy. And it's like you don't really find relief until you fulfill it. And for certain people, they have that heaviness on them so long that they become sick. Which is why, you know, traditionally shamans, they're like, you know, the call of the shaman is usually some critical illness and then it's like an illness that either they don't know how to cure it or or like you go in and there's nothing wrong with you um but I have found that when spirit is on you heavy and they want you to do something um it is like a it feels like a load on your back like a load on your shoulders um, initially it used to feel like panic to me, but I started to realize like that it was just like a really big energy coming in and, you know, eventually you learn how to sort of, you know, ebb and flow with the energy. And so the panic goes away, but it does feel like a pressure on you. And so there's a heavy pressure on us to get moving out of New Orleans. And so of course I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. I don't really know what to do about that. But I was talking to a friend um, and she was like, oh, I think that we should do, um, you know, some type of candle situation, you know, like a candle ritual or something like that, like candle magic, you know, and it's basically where you get a candle, set an intention and let the candle burn down. Um, and then, you know, your wish will be the universe's command it's really metaphysical you know um that's what I've come to realize a lot of that stuff is really metaphysical and it's really just setting an intention with like a physical representation for your brain to feel like it did something to make this happen um but I feel like most of that stuff is just really like uh I don't want to say theatrical but <laughs> but it's not I don't know Anyways, and so I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So we came up with this concept of like getting a Jupiter candle set because Jupiter is supposed to be about spiritual enlightenment, um, abundance, wealth, wealth of knowledge, wealth of information. And so we got that. Um, and at the time, Ray and I, the only place that we could really agree on possibly moving to, even though we had no money, we didn't have a plan of moving, nothing like that. Um, the only place we could think about and come to an agreement on was, um, Denver in Colorado. And at the time, um, we had a family member who was living in Denver at the time. And so even though he was planning to leave, um, there's like a situation that we could have possibly gotten like knew someone with a place who we could rent from um and so I was like okay so what should I do and I got the inspiration and we're like well if you want to manifest a move to a place 
then get something from that place into your house. And that will start literally bringing it to you and you can manifest yourself going to it. And so I was like, okay, so I should get something from Denver. So I was like, okay, well, first I need to figure out where we're going to be in Denver. And then I heard clear as day golden triangle. And so I expected it to be some type of restaurant or, you know, something. But it turned out to be a neighborhood that's also called the Civic District, I believe. And it's a business district sort of kind of neighborhood there I mean there are apartments there but um the capital of Denver is in Golden Triangle um like the capital building um which had that like huge Baphomet figure which I thought was pretty interesting um is in Denver I mean is in Golden Triangle and so I was like oh okay interesting so I was in terms of research blah blah blah, blah looking around for a spiritual shop to get something from and I saw like maybe two of them directly in Golden Triangle. And there's also like this apartment that was like clearly out of our apartment um, rental range, but it was really nice. And this, um, they had a shop that was like four minutes walking to this apartment complex. So I was like, oh, okay, let me just get something from the shop online. <laughs> So I'm kind of looking at the shop online. I'm not really vibing with it. And so I'm like, I'm not really vibing with it. I found another place. I wasn't really vibing with that place either. And so I was like, okay, uh, I should get something in Golden Triangle, but maybe even being close to it would be good, right? And so, um, okay, sorry, I had to pause it for a second. Um, Mommy duties and stuff like that. Um, So... I decided that I was just going to get something from a place near Golden Triangle. And so there's the street called um, Colfax Street. Um, C-O-L-F-A-X, Colfax. And I found um, like an African shop on Colfax Street. So it was like five minutes to the Golden Triangle or something like that. Um, it was really, really, really close. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to just get something from here because that's close enough. And I was instructed to get, um, oh, what was it? It was the Seven African Powers candle, the um, some kind of like hex removal candle or something like that. And... Um, uh, and then it was something that was kind of like a hex thing, but it wasn't quite a hex thing. It was kind of like like a reversal candle or something, maybe like reversing something from happening to you. Um, and so I was like, oh, like do I have some bad juju around or what? Um, but the whole time I'm like being guided. And so I'm like, OK, I'm just going to... <laughs> get it anyway all right you know and like I said I didn't know anything about set you know seven African powers um hex reversal stuff none of that to be honest but that's what I was guided to do so I did it um but there is definitely like a presence if I knew that it was like someone now at the time who I thought that it was um was like a Morgana energy 
like the Morgan. And so, you know, if you look at the Morgan, you look at Morgana, you know that she's like a, um, you know, a Kali, who I thought it was, Kali, you know, those type of energies. And though they are in different, you know, traditions, Kali, of course, is in the Hindu tradition. Morgana is more in like the Celtic mythology sort of school. Um, the very like sister energies, you know, um, that's who I thought it was sort of at the time. Even though I had been also um, getting the energy of, uh, oh my gosh, what what is her name in that form? Um, Benazen? So it's Saraswati, but in, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm going to butcher this, Thailand or something like that. <laughs> um, she's or China or something, she has like a, a white snake form that is Benazin or Benazin or something like that. Um, I also thought that it could be that energy. And so anyways, long story short, I get the, I get the goods, they come to the house. And so I'm like, all right, what do I do with these things? And so the seven African powers, I put like at the top of the cabinets, because we have four toddlers at the time small children at the time um and there's like a gap between the top of the cabinets and the ceiling a very nice gap so I wouldn't burn the ceiling and start a fire but um but it was high up enough where the kids would have a very hard time getting to it nothing is impossible for a small child but (laughs) a really hard time um, and so I lit that and I, you know, just spoke an intention. Looks like we're supposed to be moving. Uh, we need the bag and we need a clear direction if Denver Golden Triangle is the place. Um, and then I was instructed to keep the reversal candle for myself and just set a general intention of, you know, anything that um, in the area feels like it might be a like bonding me to New Orleans or you know trying to pull us here you know keep us in New Orleans we release that and reverse that energy um you know and sometimes it's like positive you know it's always negative you know like certain people have attachments to you and they want you to stay you know but unfortunately you're not growing in the same direction you know or maybe for their highest interest it could be staying in a place when in your highest interest is leaving and going to another place you know it's not always negative so they're just like set a general intention and then they told me to give the hex candle to um to my um next door neighbor okay now this where it starts really getting interesting and then it'll start wrapping around so <laughs> So, um, she gets the candle and, you know, she was an interesting person. That's what I'll say. She's a very interesting energy. Very, um, very interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Very interesting energy. And so when I gave her the candles, I knew that she was into, you know, spell work and things like that. Um, and I knew that she was more connected to specifically like, you know, African spirituality, you know, like the Orishas and stuff like that. Now, at the time, I did not know that the seven powers were the Orishas, you know, Oshun, Shango, Ogun, Olarun, you know, um, Obatala. I didn't know that at the time. 
Um, I didn't know that they were the seven powers. I thought that was like another something. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. But I knew that she was into that. Um, you know, she was talking about worries, you know, and what what Orisha was on your crown and stuff, you know, which I guess is something like in that community, how they speak to each other. Um, I personally am not really part of any, <laughs> uh, any type of system. I kind of am an explorer of all of them and I just kind of see how I feel or whatever and interact and stuff. Um, and so I was just like, okay, so I gave it to her and I was like, um, I feel like this is for you. And she was like, oh, I feel like I manifested this. And she didn't say thank you. And for some reason that stuck with me and it doesn't usually stick with me, but in my head I was like, oh, okay, I, I see why she probably needs this candle because, um, her brain is somewhere else. And when your brain is somewhere else, it's very easy for people to confuse you, you know, which is a very interesting concept that I'll probably talk about at a later time. But it's very difficult for someone who is pretty consistently in the now moment um, to have anything that's lurking in the back of their consciousness um, or to be taken off track because you are present and aware and focused right now. And so if things start going awry... (laughs) You can tell pretty quickly because you're looking at it and you're observing it. So anyway, so um, we burned the candles, stuff like that. And that night, yeah, it must have been the first night because, of course, it's the seven African powers and it's also a seven day candle. So it burns for seven days. Um, And so that night, I'm pretty sure, and I want to say that this was... I want to say it was like the 3rd or the 4th or 5th of November. Um, uh, (laughs) Which is really significant to um, Baron Samdi or Samedi. I mean, people pronounce it in different ways. Um, And when I saw him in a dream, he just told me to call him Baron. So, uh, but I know that that's significant to him. So, anyways, so that night, I had a dream. I had a series of dreams, actually. Um, So the first dream that I had was outwardly was I was on a playground playing. Okay, and this was an adult sized playground. Um. You know, it was plastic swings, swings, <laughs> plastic swings, um, you know, slides, all type of stuff. But it was just adult size. And it was me and another um, family member of mine. And we were playing on this playground together. <laughs> and we we're just talking. We we're like, oh, my gosh, like we haven't done this in so long. We have been adulting for way too long, you know. Um, And so we're just having a good time. And I noticed that it's like super bright outside. Like it's unusually bright. It's almost like the sun is at the edge of the playground. Um, But it was super bright, but it wasn't like um, harmful to my eyes. That's what I noticed about it. Because eventually I just stopped and I was like, it's almost like the sun is at the edge of the playground. And I'm really surprised because usually my eyes hurt when I'm staring at the sun but for some reason 
I can see clearly. And so I'm just playing. I'm just like, oh, interesting, you know, because you have so many <laughs> crazy things that happen in life, especially just odd things, you know, that it, it takes a lot for me in a dream to be like, okay, I must be dreaming. Because in real life, I mean, it's it's wild. And so I just went back to playing on the playground. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, clearly right now I'm at an adult-sized playground and the sun is, like, literally 10 steps away. Cool deal. Whatever. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. And so I'm playing, having a good time, la, 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 having fun. Um, and the next thing I know from that edge of the playground, I see literally this skeleton in a robe come up to me and I'm just staring I'm just like you don't see that every day you don't see that every day and you know she just glided over very gracefully you know and it was clearly a skeleton in a robe with the sky and I was just like um okay (laughs) but when she came close to me because she came like almost face to face with me and it was a very surreal and um energetic I guess that's the best way to say energetic exchange um I could tell that there was like a being behind this skeleton mask that there was a mask um that the skeleton was a mask in some type of way. Even though it was a full-length skeleton and stuff like that, it was a mask and there was a feminine being behind it. Um, But she did not let me see her whole entire face, but she did allow me to see that the skeleton was a mask, so to speak. Um, And she handed me a white Diastatus Martes mask and she handed my my relative a black Diastatus Martes mask. And I was like... Okay, and she almost stopped and paused almost to ask me if I would accept it. Like, she didn't just, like, throw it at me. It was like, here, you know? It was like, I'm presenting you this mask, and I want to see if you would wear it. And so I took it, and I was like, sure. Um, it was very comforting energy, very nurturing vibe, Um, you know, almost like... Uh, I don't know how I would describe the familial relationship, but it definitely felt like a familial relationship. Um, almost like a a sister, but like a much, much older, wiser sister. Like we were born in different generations type of sister. That's what I was like, not quite an aunt, but like an older generation sister or something. And so I took the mask and my relative took the mask as well. And so then... It was either the same night or the next night. I had two more dreams that at the time I didn't actually connect to her, even though obviously it was connected to her. Um, So the next dream that I had was about this um, teacher on YouTube and he had done a video on her. And you know how you see a video on YouTube and you just kind of pass it up? Um, so I was kind of passing it up because I had other things that I was focused on at the time. And so, but I saw and it kind of stuck out in the back of my mind. And I figured like, oh, I'll go back and listen to it. But at the time, I honestly didn't know like how relevant it was to me in that moment. 
Um, so I passed it up. But I did see this teacher um, from YouTube, and he was standing outside <laughs> downtown New Orleans by the Superdome. And he was like teaching a group of students, okay? And I'm in the back of the group and I'm really like kind of away from the group, which is just my vibe in general right now at this moment. I'm just super in hermit mode, um, which I'm coming out of it. But he's like teaching this group of students and they're kind of forming this semicircle around him. And I'm like at the back of the group, very distant from the group. I'm just kind of listening on. I'm not really actively a part of the group. And so he's talking and, you know, of course, I'm not a part of it. So I'm not really like tuned into what he's talking about. And I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I should go over there and listen. But I really don't know if I want to be a part of the group or not. I'm I'm really indecisive. And so the next thing I know, literally, and uh, I can just describe it as like an energy cord came through the group, okay, like through the middle of the group and grabbed me and hooked into my solar plexus chakra and I felt it, like I felt it, like I felt it coming towards me, I felt the energy coming towards me and then I felt it literally grab on to my stomach and it started pulling me and I was like very resistant because, of course, I was like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this group. I'm like, what is this grabbing me? What in the world is going on? And so it grabbed me and I was resistant to it. I was like fighting it. Um, and so it just amped up the energy a little bit more. <laughs> and next thing I know, I was like being dragged on the ground. OK, like through the group. So I thought that it was pulling me into the group, but it pulled me past the group. And past the teacher, and he literally looks down at me as I'm being dragged, and he was like, oh, I guess she wants you to have a more hands-on experience. (laughs) Like, clearly, you're not listening, you're not taking notes, you're not being a part of the group, and so she's just going to throw you in. And so in my head, as I'm being dragged past him, I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm like, and who is she? And so it's... um. The energy stops and I'm in front of like this truck, okay, this, (laughs) uh, this pickup truck. It's like a really beat up truck. I know that it's like for contractors or something like that. You know, certain cars, you can just tell who the owner is. And so I'm like, oh, this seems like it's going to be interesting. And so I'm standing at the back of the truck and I see one man who's in the driver's seat and he's slumped over. And I see another man who's in the backseat and he slumped over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm immediately freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys are dead and I don't want to see what happened to them. You know, I didn't know if they got shot. I didn't know what happened to them. But I was seeing them from the back of the truck. So I was looking like I was seeing their backs, not their faces and everything. And I get really squeamish about that. Like certain people, I guess, can see all different type of stuff but it really I don't know what it is but it really messes me up seeing people you know bodies and especially violent stuff that happened to them just seeing the body in distorted images and ways and contorted you know just all that kind of stuff it freaks me out like it makes me itch like I I don't know so I was freaking out I'm like I don't to see it I don't want to see it I don't want to be a part of it get me out of here I don't want to be a part of it get me out of here and so the next thing I know like 
there's a glitch in the matrix (laughs) because next thing I know like I literally blink okay I blink I'm freaking out and I blink and now I'm in the vehicle okay and I there's all of a sudden like a not a full third row but like you know that those cars that have like the little um what do they call it sailor's chair or something you know it's like a little kind of seat in the back it's not a full seat but it's like on the side so I was sitting on that and the guy who was slumped over in the back seat was alive and the driver was alive and we're driving on one of the um freeways in New Orleans and I'm like whoa what's going on here and so they're talking to each other and they just start arguing and so then they literally like I kid you not they literally start pulling out knives and they start stabbing each other and my mind is just blown I'm like what the f are they doing and like they're like not not necessarily laughing about it but like this kind of energy of like I'm gonna get you before you get me and in the back I'm like you both just got got I'm like where do they think this is gonna go other than death and it was just so ridiculous that I started laughing. I'm just like, what are these fools doing? And I'm looking at the driver. I'm like, you're literally allowing this man to stab me while you're literally on the freeway. Like, I don't, what are we doing here? And so then, of course, the guy in the back seat slumps over. He passes away from his injuries. And then the driver guy is like laughing like, ha 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 I'm fine he died or whatever and they were fighting over the most silliest stuff it was like contractor stuff like it was so dumb and I'm like why (sighs) whatever and so then all of a sudden he realizes that I'm in the back seat because before that neither one of them knew I was in the back seat they couldn't see me and so now he sees me in the back seat and he's just like yeah can you believe that guy (laughs) like it's totally normal to have this random black girl in the back of your uh car when you're stabbing this guy you know and he's like can you believe that guy he's so ridiculous he thinks he's gonna come here and talk to me about blah 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 and to me I'm just like this guy's so ridiculous like what are you talking about and so he (laughs) there's an exit ramp coming and I'm like yeah about this exit ramp and he's like yeah you know I'm not really feeling that well so I think I'm probably just gonna pull over are you okay with that like yeah you probably do want to pull over and he's like yeah I'm not really feeling too I'm kind of getting kind of tired I'm like oh yeah really oh wow that's crazy you're getting tired and so we pull over and I know they were like back in the place that we started and he passes away right there um by the superdome in his truck and so it was almost like this energy brought me through the whole situation to see how ridiculous it was so that I wouldn't be afraid of seeing the bodies and it worked because I was like oh okay I'm in the back seat of this guy's car and I have to see these bodies or whatever because they have exited their bodies and now I have to like figure out where this soul is going and um what to do next with him because he's gone now and I was like oh my gosh to him he thinks that I'm the angel of death he thinks that I'm the grim reaper and then I start asking myself in the dream like am I the grim reaper am I the angel of death um and so of course later on I come to realize that that is one of the roles that um Santisma excuse me wanted me to 
be in was of some type of um, soul guide, which we would also consider to be a Grim Reaper. And so the Grim Reaper doesn't bring death upon you, but they do guide you once you have left your body (laughs) and now need another place to go. And so I was like, huh, that's fascinating. (laughs) And then um, the next dream that I had was um, where I was like in the room with Ray. And I woke up and I jumped off of the couch because we had actually fallen asleep on the couch together. And I thought that I was awake and I jumped up off of the couch in this dream. But I thought I was awake and I was shaking him and I was like, Ray, Ray, I know exactly who I am. And he was like, what are you talking about? You know, he's groggy, trying to wake up and stuff, trying to get a nap, trying to get a break from the kids. I'm like, I know who I am. I know who I am. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Azrael. And so then I actually wake up and I'm like, Azrael. Like, I haven't heard that before. Where have I heard Ajayal before? And so, of course, I look it up. And in Muslim tradition, he's one of the four archangels. um, And he is the angel of death. (laughs) And I'm like, where have I seen this before? (laughs) Which, actually, I got into the car um, with someone. And I asked him, because he was Muslim. And I was like, you know, what do you know about Azrael? And he was like, who? And I was like, Azrael. And he was like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm like, the four archangels? And he was like, oh, yes, 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 Uh, Israel. Is that who you're talking about? The archangel of death? In Muslim tradition, he is actually pronounced Israel. Now, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. I ain't about to get into that right now. I'm not about to get into that right now at all. I'm not about to get into that right now. But he corrected me and he said that it's actually pronounced Israel. The Archangel of Death. (laughs) Life. I mean, man, life is wild. Okay. So anyways, wait, wait, wait. But going back to my neighbor. Okay. Going back to my neighbor. Okay. Because I wanted to wrap that around how I knew that I was like whoa saint death ain't playing okay and like i said at the moment that all these dreams were occurring um i'm like an avid dreamer um most of the time unless there's some type of like interesting planetary you know um alignment going on or if like i have overloaded my system with like food or just too much tv or something like that um I dream every single night and most of the time it's about different things and it's probably different things that are connected to each other but it's like so much information that I get in dreams that you would think it would be obvious for me to put certain stuff together but it's just like information overload and so at the time I was having these dreams I'm just like not putting it together but I'm putting it together now though. (laughs) And so anyways, but I didn't know that this energy in the dream was like a feminine energy. And I knew that she was associated to 
death and I knew that she was associated to the seven African powers kind of I don't even know if I knew that it was connected to the seven African powers at that point but I knew how I lit the candle so I knew that the seven African powers were some kind of way involved with all this stuff but I wasn't putting all this stuff together really but when I knew that something was really 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 up though is I also had a dream within those seven days I had a dream where I was in New Orleans um, with um, this friend who wasn't actually a friend of mine from Waking Life, but in the dream, they were like pushing me that this was my friend. And so uh, it's kind of difficult to explain, but like sometimes in dreams, you'll have some kind of conscious awareness because I didn't necessarily know I was in a dream, but I knew that someone was trying to make me think that this is my friend um and I assumed they wanted me to think that she was my friend because she was trying to go to some party in a really dangerous area of New Orleans and I was like going to keep her safe or something like that um so anyways this friend was like hey let's go to this little spot over here and let's go to this party you know, and if you have ever been to New Orleans or New Orleans culture, they like to just party outside <laughs> of buildings in the middle of the street. You know, it's just like, it's not my thing. I, I, it's not my thing. And so I was like, I really don't want to go to this party. And she's like, come on, let's go to this party. And, you know, we were supposed to be in college, you know, having a good time. You know, someone was really setting the scene of this for me to, like, get into the feel of what this dream was. And so, anyways, I just kind of played along. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go to it with you. And it was, like, outside of this chicken and waffles restaurant or whatever, which at the time I don't even eat flesh. And so I'm like, oh, gosh, I must be, like, here to keep her safe. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to just stay outside because it was packed outside. Like, it was ridiculous amounts of cars, ridiculous amounts of people. And all I kept thinking was, like, if some type of shooting or something happens, like, where are we going to go? It's packed. Cars, people, people are drunk. People, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, a recipe for a disaster. I was just not feeling it. But this friend really wanted to go, and I really feared for her safety. And so I was like, all right, fine. So anyway, she disappears into the crowd inside of this place, okay? And it's like a party outside of an establishment, which is a thing in New Orleans. And so I'm like, oh, gosh, now I lost her, and I really have to stay here. And so then all of a sudden, like, I felt another shift, and it was almost like I... I don't know how to describe it. It was like, um, this guy comes out to talk to me. And in the dream, like I said, I didn't necessarily know I was in a dream. So I can really see his face very clearly. I know exactly what he looks like. I, like, I, I, I could tell you the people that were outside. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, so this guy comes up to me as she disappeared into the restaurant. It's really what it was. This restaurant excuse me and he's like you know do you want to go for a ride with me in my car and I'm like thinking in my head I'm like I don't just get in the car with random strangers I'm like am I here to protect this girl or am I here to protect him I'm like um 
you know, and I was like, just kind of standing in the street <laughs> because it had the clearest path if I needed to run or whatever. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, like something in me was just like, yeah, I'll take a ride with you. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't want to get in the car with this random I was about to curse this random man, you know, I don't even know him. And I'm like, why am I saying yes? I'm like, okay, Dee Dee, just stay chill, I guess. <laughs> There's something here. And so I get into the car and um it's like this really I was gonna say nice, but I'm not really a car person. I don't really care about cars like that. But it was like this red car the inside it was very clean that's what I'm saying it's nice but I don't know what kind of vehicle it was what kind of sports car it was blah 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 I don't know but I know exactly what it looked like you know I had these you know everything was black in the inside it was super black in the inside <laughs> and there's like this um red and black emblem on the dashboard and then it looked like custom colors like it was like a really shiny leather black um and he had some little, like, lights in there that dimmed. And the outside was, like, a custom red color. Like, it looked like a very custom car. And so, in my head, I'm like, what, it, what does he do for a living? You know, like, you know, black man, you know, brown skin, you know, locks. I, I, maybe his outfit was expensive. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. But I was just like, okay, cool so I got in and he was like why don't we just go to Waffle House which I don't eat at Waffle House so I'm like oh yeah (laughs) and in my head I'm just like I'm just doing all the things I don't do I don't what am I doing here um and so anyway so next thing I know um we're like um getting in the car closing the door because his car was like parked in the middle of the um, in the middle of the, you know, street. And I was looking at him and I was sort of analyzing him and I was like, he really is talking to me and driving his car. Like he doesn't have long to live. Like that was like the overwhelming feeling that I had in the car with this guy. And he's like creeping along like three miles per hour, you know, cause the street was packed with people. And so we're like trying to ease our way out. And so we're almost to the corner at this red light. And these three guys surround the car. Um, There's like one in front of us, one to the left of us, and one on the right. And so I'm like, what is going on here? And then I realized that they all have guns. And I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, oh, sh- isn't it? Shiza. Like, what did I get myself into? Um, and so one of them, like, kindly, and it, it was like the weirdest thing, but he, uh, the guy that was on his side, um, opened up the door, the door, the door ever so gently, and, um, like, held his hand to lead him out of the car. And then he was like, you know, kneel down, bro. And this guy kneeled down next to the car, and the guy shot him, like, point blank right there. And I just got to screaming. I was just like, ah. I was, like, going crazy. I'm like, yo, what did I just get myself into? And what is going on? And this person and that person? And I'm just like, 
you know, like, what do you think that you would do in that situation? And I don't ever want to be in that situation. But I'm just like, I'm screaming like I, you know, I thought I would like just like shut up but and like not call attention or whatever. But I just couldn't help it. I was just like so freaking shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've i never witnessed a shooting. I've never seen. I haven't even seen a dead body outside of a casket. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just mortified. I, I'm just like, what? And of course, I, you know, born and raised in New Orleans. So I hear about shootings all the time. But I was just like, what the F is going on? And so I'm just immediately I'm doing like a life review like oh my gosh how did I get to this point I should have never came to this thing with this girl I should have been like no we're not going and then I should but then I was like but on the other side right I have all this empathy and I'm like but what if it was her in the car with this guy and she didn't have the same you know and and so the guy because none of them had masks on and it was crazy because it was like the guy he knelt down and he knew that he was getting shot. Like it was almost like he was just waiting for them to find him. Like he wasn't putting up a fight. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like no explaining. It wasn't like no please don't take my life. Like he knew what was coming and he knew it was his time or something. And so I'm like, dang, dang. I'm trying to catch myself with with the cursing things. I'm really not a curser, but you know when you have kids and stuff like that there's some rough patches so I'm trying to catch myself because <laughs> I'm working on my cursing okay I'm really not a cursor anyways and so I'm just like dang you could have told me that but I felt it you know on him already but I, I didn't think the something was gonna happen right then and I thought I was supposed to be protecting this friend anyways so the guy on the um the guy in front of us is like well she saw our face should we like kill her too and I'm like but at this point, I can't even talk. I'm just, you know, I didn't scream. And now I'm just, now I'm just kind of sort of contemplating, like, was it real life? And I'm like, is this real life? Like, this can't be real life. Is this real? Like, this is actual real life? And so the guy on the left who shot the guy was like, um, we don't got no beef with her. Uh, we could just let her go. And so the guy moves in front of the car and the car starts coasting along and they just walk off and just leave me in the car with the car running and moving. And I'm just stuck. Like, I don't even know. I'm just stuck, like, like just total freeze mode. I'm just like, my brain is scrambled. Like, I'm just, oh gosh. So then I get my wits about me and I get out of the car Okay, and it's New Orleans, y'all. Okay, it's New Orleans. So I jump out of the car and then I start running and I start screaming again. (laughs) So now it's just like this expensive car, like just open doors on both sides, just about to run into buildings. And so this guy tries to get in to steal it. Okay, and I kid you freaking not. I kid you freaking not. Um, And I probably should have caught like, immediate like full awareness I guess or something at this point because there's literally a guy on the other side of the street okay so I'm running straight and I'm really about to run into the car door because I'm so scrambled but I'm trying to I got jumped out the car and started running forward and then the car started veering over to the right so like I'm really about to get like into the same place that I was trying to get out of 
but I like run past it. I like speed up and run past it because it's only going like two miles per hour or whatever. Um, and there's a guy on the other side of the street that literally tries to jump in the car and <laughs> drive it. Okay. And I kid you not, this guy who just got shot, his spirit manifests and like sits in the seat and presses on the accelerator and drives the car into the building so that the police who I'm trying to run to see the guy trying to steal the car and go over there to like, they talk to me, but then one of them goes to look at the car. Um, like, and in my head, I'm like, this dude is wild. I'm like, you literally just got shot. Aren't you supposed to be doing like a life review or something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, aren't you supposed to be like figuring out how you got to the situation? You know, I'm like, you're worried about your car. Like out of everything you could possibly be worried about, you're worried about the car. Like, he was really pressed about the car. So he literally physically manifested himself back into the reality for a short period of time just to step on the accelerator to drive the car into the building so the police would get the car before the other guy tried to steal it. I mean, just crazy sauce. It's just crazy sauce. I'm just like, okay, this is wild AF. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. And so I'm like... What? <laughs> what? And so that's when I wake up, right? And so, of course, I wake up and I'm sweating. I'm sweating like big bucks. I'm like, hey, I didn't lit this crazy candle. <laughs> and now I'm having these wild dreams. I mean, this was like, I woke up really sweating because, like, this dream felt so real. Like, I was really sweating when I woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness that was a dream because I didn't know where we were. I didn't know where this thing was going. Like, I didn't know what was coming next. Where are we taking this? Where are we going with this? Where's this headed? You know, anyways, I'm like, okay, (laughs) what is that about? And so I'm just sitting there because by this time I'm like, you know, I have my dream journal and I've been like writing down dreams and experiences and, you know, all different types of things. And so I'm writing it down. I'm just like, look, we need to do a quick meditation because I'm very confused about where this is coming from. Like, I, I don't know this person, but I know that this is a real person. And I know that this dream is some type of foreshadowing of something. Um, because it was just too real, too real. Um, and so then I sit down and I hear a voice and they're like, yeah, that's for your neighbor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't let that be for my neighbor. And so anyways, I go over there and I tell her and I'm like, I had this wild dream and I told her the whole dream and she literally tells me that she knows exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not going to get into, like, the whole details of it because it was a crazy time period. And I don't know exactly how everything played out. But she um, she knew some people who were connected to this person. And there was something that they were doing in New Orleans um, that definitely would have gotten them into this situation. So she was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. I know what car you're talking about. And it was even crazy because it had to be like within a week of me saying that, um, she saw the person I was talking about after I had this dream about him, she saw him 
And then <laughs> she skedaddled and was gone for like a month and a half. And I didn't know if she like completely left or she was coming back. I just didn't know what was going on. Um, and then she came back and let me know that someone had gotten shot, but it wasn't who I said it was. It was somebody else. And I was like, no, this is specific. Um, like, you know, sorry for the other person who got shot, but this is very specific. Like, I know this guy's face. I know his car. Like, I can point him out. Like, I, I know his face. I talked to him. Like, I, this is specific. <laughs> and, um... So yeah, after that, um, she she actually moved. And so, like I said, I don't know how everything played out, but it was interesting because then after that dream and after that situation, I remembered that I had seen a woman on YouTube and her name is like Janelle Longoria or something. She she pretty much comes up if you type in Santa Marte. Um but she had had a, a video about how Santa Marte came to her in a dream and she gave her a mask. And it was either her or it was another woman. No, so she talked about the mask and then I got the mask in the dream. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, and then there's another woman who said that she worked with Santa Marte, that Santa Marte came to her and that she lit a candle and she had a roommate that left like within a week of her, um, <laughs> within a week of her lighting the candle, and I was like, whoa, I literally had a Remy who left within a week of me lighting this candle, and so eventually I, um, started to put the pieces together that this was another sort of quote-unquote Grim Reaper situation, but I was letting this neighbor know ahead of time like, what was already written, you know, for this guy, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes we might have dreams like that, or whatever, and, you know, you might be able to do things about it, but in his situation, I felt like he was really at peace with it, and he knew it was coming, and so there was no shifting him to a different timeline, um, and so for her, it was like a a thing of like, hey, this person is going to get taken out. Um, so, but it was crazy because she moved and she went directly, moved directly to the area I told her that this happened in, which, which is mind boggling in and of itself. Cause I'm like, out of all the places you would go, why would you go to this place? <laughs> I just, what? I'm, I mean, human beings, sometimes they, they just, act, I don't know. But eventually I realized that that was also a dream from Santisma. Um, you know, and it kind of went to sort of this theme that I started to see that she's sort of the mother of the outcast, kind of. Like, she's the energy that deals with the people that... And this this is not everyone. This is not everyone she calls or everyone she comes to. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that, you know, it seems like most, you know, deities or, you know, energies, especially talking about high vibrational energies, you know, they don't really deal with a certain level of consciousness, a certain level of <laughs> of people. 
Um, but it seems like she's like the mother of these type of people, like the people who really make some questionable, shady, um, and even like really, really traumatizing decisions. She sort of has jurisdiction over this and these people. And so it's a very interesting energy I've seen depending on, you know, what her situation is when she reaches out to you, you know, because I got the white mask, which is very associated to, you know, purity, associated to, from what I heard, you know, purity, um, you know, uh, cleansing things. For me, I felt like it was kind of like a very um, vanilla robe to get because I'm a very vanilla person, (laughs) you know, And she also, like, gave me the pink robes, which is about, like, self-love, self-care. Some people don't believe in, you know, the other robe colors outside of, like, red, red, white, and black or whatever. But I saw her give me a pink robe, and it was like, you really need to start taking care of yourself and focusing in on yourself, loving yourself, and, you know, figuring out what that means to you as you grow and expand and get back out there into the world. Um... But, you know, she also works with some people in some very, you know, I get like, you know, either current or, you know, ex or in transition of getting away from drugs. You know, I I saw that the cartel works with her, which was very interesting. And so I'm just like, it's a very, I mean, death doesn't discriminate in general. So I guess that makes sense. Um. But it it's just been a very interesting experience, and I thought that it'd be a very interesting story time to share. <laughs> um, and I'm actually having something um, happen on the 16th, so I might do a part two. I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to do that yet. Um, but I just wanted to talk about this story time. Um, I thought it was very interesting, and I would definitely say that... Out of all of the energies that I have encountered in general, just, you know, spiritual phenomenon and, um, you know, spiritual phenomenon and, uh, you know, dream time and stuff like that, I'll definitely say that she's definitely a, what would I say, a um, a physical entity. <laughs> like, she likes, like, she makes a presence and, like, is very makes herself known and it's very interesting because like I said when a lot of these things were happening um I didn't really understand where it's coming from like I didn't know the seven African powers connection to Santa Marte you know I'd also had like some oh I want to say Aztec um underworld energies coming in and I didn't know that connection you know I'd also had this dream of like running from this house and there's like this huge being and um I mean this being was like I can't even give you a reference point because like her head was like literally in the sky like she was massive um and there's like this flaming excuse me this flaming red owl that was coming towards me and I couldn't tell if it was angry or if it was passionate, I, I don't know what it was, but it was headed towards me directly. 
And I knew that it was like this being had sent its owl down in order to communicate something to me. But I just kept on running because I didn't know what type of communication it was going to be. Um, but later on, I realized that that was Santisma as well. Um, because I originally thought that it was like the Athena Newt energy, which it could still be in some type of form or fashion. Um, but anyways, my point is just that out of all of the deities and entities, um, she definitely has a way of making her presence known <laughs> and is very patient to let you figure it out that it's kind of been her the whole time. It's very, very interesting. Um, but she definitely has a very, very booming presence because when I go back and I connect these things, these are like really like, I want to say visceral um, yeah, very connected to your emotions, but very lucid experiences. Like, they weren't, like, I've only had a, a few other experiences like that. So, anyways, that's my little story time, well, my long story time. Um, but I thought that I would share that, and I hope that you get something from it, and maybe she's calling on you to be, um, one of her reaper friends. <laughs> Um, and I'm not sure if that's what she was calling me for. I don't, I don't really, I don't know if it actually even is a call. You know, sometimes I find that energies like to just make themselves known and stuff. And, you know, sometimes they just kind of pass them through saying, hey, so I don't, I don't really know. But, um, I hope that you got something from it. I hope it connects something for you. And I would love to hear your stories. Um, your dreams about Santisma. So if you would like to share that with me, um, you can just send me like a voicemail of you talking. Cause I really like to hear people talk. Uh, I'm not really like a, a typer. I'll type, I'll type you back if you want to type it, but I really like to hear your voice. So I want to send it as a voicemail, um, like a voice message recorded and then email it to me. That'd be perfect. Okay. Um, I like to send people messages and then share it as like a, in the Google Drive and then just share it with their email. That's what I do. Um, but anyways, Dimensional Dreams DD, that's two letter D's at gmail.com. Yeah, and that's what I have today, you guys. And I will be back with another, um, episode at some point in time like I said I'm not exactly sure if I'm gonna do a part two just yet I'm not exactly sure it depends on how the situation goes on the 16th if I'm gonna do a part two I might I'm not sure but if not um I'll be back with another inspired dream okay all right, friends, sending you lots of love and abundance and transformation and the easiest, smoothest transition you could possibly have going into this lunar eclipse. Bye. Man, I'm loving your vibe. Man, I'm loving the vibe. Yes, the vibe.